You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. I'm so happy you decided to join us today as you listen in to Life Repurposed, episode number 87. What do we do when life has so many uncertainties, when scary diagnoses threaten our peace, or when everything feels upside down? My guest today, Nancy K. Grace, knows, and she runs to God. This week, we talked all about her recurring diagnosis of tongue cancer and how God has taught her to pursue His grace above all. I'll tell you a little bit more about Nancy in just a second, and then I'll have her come on. I want you to know that we talk about several resources in this episode, and you can find the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 87. So you can go there, get links to Nancy's book and the resources that we talk about, her newsletter, and anything else that we mention in the show. So you want to go there. Also, if you're having a really busy week and you're not able to hear the whole episode, you can at least get all of those nuggets in the show notes. Nancy K. Grace is a speaker and award-winning author of The Grace Impact, which is a devotional with stories about God's grace. She's written for many publications online and in print, and she loves to inspire others about living in God's grace. On her faith journey, Nancy has learned to trust God in deeper ways as she's coped with challenges of raising a family as a pastor's wife and all sorts of other things, including a recent move. She's lived through the unexpected detours, as I mentioned, of tongue cancer. Nancy lives in central Illinois with her husband, Rick, and they serve in ministry to encourage pastors across the country. They have two adult children and six grandchildren, and we didn't even get into talking about any of that in this episode. But for relaxation, Nancy enjoys hugs from those grandkids, playing piano, hiking, and travel. Let's welcome Nancy to the show. Welcome to Life Repurposed, Nancy K. Grace. I want to make sure we say it's Nancy K. Grace and not the Nancy Grace from a TV series. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I am the Nancy K. Grace. So yes. anyway, so. Uh, so you were Nancy Grace so long before she was, I right? I was. I was. I know. It, it, it was very interesting. And eventually, I just wanted to... Um, change it. I, I did have the nancygrace.com website and I did decide that after a while I, I was getting her emails and <laughs> contacts and, oh, you need to know this information. And it's like, I don't need to know that information. Yeah. So I eventually, uh, after praying about it, I, I changed my website to my full name, nancykaygrace.com. And that did yeah. resolve a lot of, of those issues. How fun to have a little bit of an identity confusion because it probably goes the other way. I wonder if people are looking for for her and they find you. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I know some of some of that has happened, but uh anyway, uh, it's been interesting. I I'll, I'll just say that. You know, but I know yeah. I know that um if I can say God knows my name, God knows who I am, and I find great joy in that. So, yeah. So we first met, I think it was through the Word Girls group. I don't think we've met at any writers I don't conferences, think so. yeah. but but we connected through a group of Christian women who write and so we're both members of that group. Nancy, how long have you been writing? 
I got serious about writing about 2006. And I started out with writing um, a chicken soup for the soul story. And I wrote another thing for a, a compilation book, a, 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 a story about when I had cancer. And I'll talk more about that mm-hmm. um, here in a bit. But um, I submitted to both of those publications and chicken soup wanted my story. And I was like, what? <laughs> they think I can write. <laughs> so I, it was just a real encouragement for me. Mm-hmm. And then the other comp- compilation was more of a, a self-published thing that, that an individual was doing. And so I, I began to see that I could have words out there to encourage people in, in their faith. And yeah. so then I, I wrote another chicken soup story and it got accepted too. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> now I haven't had one since then, but I had two right <laughs> at the beginning. And it was enough to really encourage me. And I started to send um, my newsletter. I created a newsletter because I wanted to let my, my friends know, hey, I have this coming out. And I didn't know how to do that without bragging. And so I created <laughs> a little devotional that I sent with the, hey, guess this this happened, you know? And so this little devotional would be a little bit of encouragement for them. And if they read through all of it, then they would find out that, you know, I had been published. But I called that little uh, newsletter Grace Notes. And I started that back like in 2006. And I still send out Grace Notes every month. And I have not nice. missed a month since then. And God has said, just keep sending grace notes. And eventually I, when I was at a a writer's conference and I thought, what, how should I go forward, Lord? And he said, just, just keep sending grace notes. And I thought maybe then I would have enough eventually for a book of, of devotionals. So really that became the core for my book was through, um, I took the best devotionals, I expanded on them, I compiled them. And, you know, after I'd been doing it for a few years, and I, I had some to choose from. And so that was kind of the origin of my book and how, you know, it, it a simple email newsletter devotional turned into the, the seeds for my book. And uh, I yeah, that's how that all came about. That's a fantastic track record for a newsletter. A lot of people start and quit or miss a bunch. That's amazing Mm -hmm. that you've done every month encouraging people for, let's see, more than 15 years now. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I know. It's like every month it's like I'm going to send grace notes. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's new content. Or sometimes it's repurposed content, but it's it's like something that how I see God's grace in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, a little story about that or a little encouragement for the season uh, or the holiday that's coming up. So, yeah. yeah. And so I will link to your website in the show notes, too, so that people can sign up for that newsletter. That's exactly in line with the heart of life repurposed. The idea that in the middle of all the trashy stuff of life, there is hope and there is encouragement. So I yes, love that. Yes. And that's how, you know, I just see that we have to be aware of God's grace, um, even in the struggles. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's our perspective, you know, like life repurposed, you 
take something that was trash and turn it into a treasure. Mm -hmm. And, and so it is with what we see around us. Just the other day I was out um, and we had some uh, frozen fog and on the side where the wind blew against the tree with the mist in it, it was frozen and the tree looked crystallized and it was Mm. beautiful. It was just sparkling in the sun. But I looked at the other side of the tree and it was drab and barren and very wintry looking, okay, midwintry looking. And yet here it was the same tree, but a different perspective on it. Wow, that's great. You know, and it was like, you know, God showed me, you know, how much, how often do we do that in life that we need that different perspective of how are we going to see this to see his grace in the midst of just midwinter, which is where Mm -hmm. we are. And, you know, when we're waiting for, you know, the next season to come, so the cold weather will be Mm -hmm. over and, and winter will be over. But yet in the middle of that, there's still God's grace and there's still God's beauty. Yeah. I've talked to so many people lately that are living through a season of like a proverbial winter where, you know, it's like right now, yeah, there's snow on the ground, but they're they're living in an emotional state of winter where it feels as if, you know, this has been a long year, they're running out of hope and they are getting discouraged. I know you have something to say about that because you've been through some of those seasons yourself. So I'd like Mm -hmm. to ask you a little bit about it. I know before we came on air, Nancy was talking about having been a radio broadcaster and having a show previously. And I know from your history, Nancy, that you had cancer. And so I'm thinking like that must have been a really tough season. So tell us about that and how that affected your radio show and and what you were doing. Okay, sure. I'd be glad to share on that. Um, Actually, when I took... Um, steps to become more intentional about being a speaker. I did that some speaker training before I started going to writers conferences. And so I actually had, you know, started out with the speaker idea. Then, you know, of course, then they say, well, you need to be writing too. And I thought, how do I bridge into that? And I'm learning, I'm still learning and still going to those conferences. Um, But shortly after I basically had taken or was planning on taking my first um, speaker training, I noticed a sore on my tongue and I didn't know what it was. I went to the dentist and he said, come back in six months. I came back. It was still there. And I didn't know it, it hurt. It, it was not going away. It would uh, improve, mm. but it would still be there, but it would get worse. And so he sent me to an oral surgeon and the oral surgeon thought, oh, we'll just kind of treat it with some simple things and come back in two weeks. And I'm like, no, something is wrong here. And so when I went back, he said, well, I'll, um, I'll remove the tissue. And he said, it's probably an ulcer. And I was like, okay, I'll just get rid of it. So anyway, that in office surgery took longer. And I'll, I'll just say he did things to my tongue I didn't think was possible <laughs> um, because a section of my tongue was removed. And I, I, I had stitches in my tongue. I couldn't talk. I, I, I just didn't know what was going on. And, and uh, he almost didn't send it off for biopsy because I didn't fit 
a profile for any kind yeah. of oral cancer. So I went home that night and I was, I couldn't talk. I couldn't sing. I've, I'm a musician, an at-home musician. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> and I was, um, I, I went to my piano to play and I couldn't sing, like I said, but I, I played and I prayed through my fingers as I played and I prayed God, what is this? What is this? And I, I, that, that was, this was on the night that I had just, I'd received word that it was cancerous and I, I was scared and I went to my piano and I, I prayed through my fingers and I just released it to God. And I just said, I don't know what this is. I, I, I don't think I deserve this. You know, we always kind of think things like that, but it's like, where did this come from? Where did this oral cancer come from? So I released it to God and he gave me the peace that passes understanding, a deep, deep peace that told me it was going to be all right, mm-hmm. that I would be all right. And I didn't know what was ahead at that point. I didn't know what to anticipate, but I did know that um, God had placed a call on me to speak. Mm-hmm. But now I couldn't speak because mm-hmm. my tongue was um, you know, healing. My name was Nancy mm-hmm. Gwaith. I, <laughs> I couldn't speak correctly. Right. Oh, you know, and so painful. It was very painful. I couldn't talk very well. I had a, a board, a whiteboard that I wrote on and mm. I, I couldn't eat very well because it, it just, you know, my whole neck uh, and inside my neck was swollen. And so anyway, that was the beginning of a journey. And that, that happened a number of years ago. And at that time, then I, uh, when I had my follow-up treatment, um, I found out I didn't have to have any um, chemotherapy or radiation, but I, I just had follow-up treatments with the doctor and that he would keep an eye on it. And if I saw anything suspicious, I would go in and see him. And I said, yes, I will. And so a lesson from that for anybody, if you have a question about anything in your health, you have to be your own advocate. You do. For that. Um, because I, I had this for over a year before mm-hmm. they finally did something more aggressive with it. And I was ready for it to happen. So um, anyway, that was like in 2002, okay, that that first diagnosis came and it rocked me and I just thought, Satan cannot have my tongue. I am going to keep <laughs> speaking as I can for the Lord. I'm going, people need hope. And I'm going to keep speaking on that, on that hope that's found in Jesus Christ. So over the years, I'll, I'll kind of bring it up to par. Uh, over the years, I've had a number of biopsies. That has been my treatment that if they see something suspicious, they will biopsy my tongue. I've had small biopsies taken and I've had larger biopsies taken. Mm -hmm. And after those larger biopsies, I've had to relearn how to talk again. Mm. I've had to relearn how to speak clearly. And um, I just, I, I was in my doctor's care for like 16 years. And he said, well, I think I can release you now. Because I'd reached that five-year point, and then something I'd have another biopsy, and and twice over that time it was it was cancerous, 
Most of the mm-hmm. time it was not, but it did come back. And so I would have periodic checkups and, you know, just go through all of that. But every time I had to draw upon that peace that God gave me at that time of that first diagnosis that I could trust God's peace. And he has been with me every time that I've had to mm-hmm. go for a biopsy. Now I'm going to um, kind of bring it up to more recently. Um, we moved uh, from the state of Arkansas to central Illinois about 18 months ago. And I, when I had moved then, I had to get all new doctor's care, which is, mm. you know, a stressor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's like, but I was feeling fine. I'm, I was feeling fine. Uh, but I still need to have an ENT see me, ear, nose, and throat doctor to see me just so that my records could get changed. And we, we had been living here for a few months. We moved in August and it was after, right after Thanksgiving that, um, I noticed I had a sore on my tongue again mm. and I thought, uh, no, I don't, I don't, uh, but it, it grew fast. It happened and it was getting worse. And I thought, I don't have a doctor. I don't, I don't know who to talk to. I'm new in the community. And at church that week, I talked to a friend whose grandsons had tubes in their ears, and that'd be the same kind of doctor. And I said, mm-hmm. who was that? And she told me, and she said, well, you need to go and you know talk with the pastor who was her husband, and, and let's pray for you. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll be okay, but I just need to know who the doctor is. She said, oh, no, come on, we're going to get on top of this. And so then um, come to find out that there was a very qualified ENT in the church, but I had not met him yet. And now this is early December, and I was asked to be a musician for a women's event in the church. And I didn't know women very well at all, but I said, I'll, I'll do it. I'll meet people. And so I went to this one gal's house, and there were three or four of us, and the singers and, you know, me as the pianist. And we were chatting in between the, the kids running around and you know, little children around and everything. And um, come to find out that one of the singers, her, her husband was an ENT. And I thought, Oh, really? Okay. And Mm -hmm. so I told her my story and I said, I, I just don't know how, who to go to or whatever. So she texted her husband who happened to be the same one that the pastor had recommended the same person. And she texted him and within 15 minutes, I got a phone call from his office setting up an appointment for me two days later Mm. with a specialist and then come to find out he is one of the best in the nation. Wow. And I was like, God has provided so much Mm -hmm. here. So I um, had some speaking engagements in that, that week in December, I went and I, I spoke at a luncheon. And then that afternoon I went to, the doctor's office for this checkup. And I thought he would just look at it and say, you know, come back and we'll do more or something. Well, he looked at it and he said, I'm going to biopsy it right now. Mm. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. I Mm. mean, this was December of 2019 is when that happened. And I thought, okay, um, all right. I, you know, so he, he did it. And, um, 
then we come into the holidays and nothing can happen because of the holidays, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, come to find out he when he got the results, it wasn't clear as far as if it was cancer or not. It was questionable. And so he wanted me to come in for a a post checkup. And it was like December 26th that I had this checkup Mm -hmm. right after Christmas. And he looked at it and it had gotten worse, even in two weeks Mm. time. And so he scheduled me for a glossectomy, which is removal of a section of the tongue and removing Mm. the cancer. And in two weeks later, so I waited and I, I just kept trusting God. And I just kept, you know, praying, going back to that peace of God. I know the peace of God will carry me through, will be with me in this time. And I, all kinds of fears started running around in my head and in my spirit. And it's like, I I can't allow myself to be fearful. I just can't. I have to trust God. But this was a real stretch. I was in a new place Mm. with new, a new doctor that I'm still, you know, building that trust with. And um, I fear was growing. Well, I had bought a little book on like verses to combat fear you know, to overcome fear. And I was going to give it as a gift. Well, I think God (laughs) had me keep that book for me. And I read that and read verses about overcoming fear that knowing, and I knew that God would be with me. He had been in the past, but this was a new, huge fear that was growing. And so I, I read those verses about, you know, God's being with me in the middle of fear and I just, I just trusted God. I knew that he would, uh, he would be with me no matter what happened. So I went in for the surgery. And when the doctor that morning, prior to me going to the operating room, he looked in my mouth and he said, you know, I could see his eyes get that big. And he was like, it's worse. And it's like, I know, I know it's worse. Mm-hmm. So he uh, added to the doctor's orders that he would do a lymph node to remove the lymph nodes Mm -hmm. on the side of my neck, just in case the cancer spread to the lymph nodes. So all of a sudden now I'm having more of a major surgery um, happening and I I just had to trust God and trust his peace. And in those verses that talked about not fearing, one of the verses was John 14, and it says uh, in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled or fearful. Oh, beautiful mm-hmm. words. And so it's like Jesus spoke these words. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the peace giver. And I will trust his words that my heart doesn't need to be troubled. And, it, and and so I had to release that. Again, releasing that fear to God to, to receive his peace. And I had his peace. So going into the surgery, I was thinking about the, you know, the verse of, of peace, you know, and that's, you know, if you are facing something like that, um, claim, look at a verse and just, have it posted around you, put it on three by five Mm -hmm. cards, just keep repeating it because you're replacing your worry with that peace at that time. 
And so I went into the surgery and he ended up removing about a third of my tongue Wow! and all the lymph nodes on the right side of my neck. So I had a scar from my lower ear all the way down to the middle of my, under my chin and all the lymph nodes were removed and he was going to see if there was any cancer in them. Well, the, you know, then I had healing. Now I had to mm-hmm. heal again and I had mm-hmm. to wait again. And when we're waiting in God's waiting room, it's, we get anxious and we get fearful mm-hmm. and antsy, you know, like nobody loves to wait, <laughs> but um, you know, God just had me be in his word. I would write out scripture, write it just, you know, I'm the God who heals you. Yes, Lord, I need your healing. I need mm-hmm. your peace in my heart. Um, you know, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I would write that out. And those things became very important, because it refocused my mind. If you purposed my mind into thinking, you know, the the thoughts about God as my creator, as my the one who loves me deeply and cares for me. And so I didn't know what was going to happen. And whatever happened, I, I had to pray and release it. Okay. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it was. Well, when it came back and it was cancerous and Mm -hmm. it didn't surprise me because it felt different. It felt like it did at those other times when I had the biopsy and it was cancer, but this time, and the the lymph nodes were clear. So I praise God for that. So Mm -hmm. it had not spread into my neck, but this kind of cancer can go into your neck, into your esophagus into Mm. your digestive system then. I mean, it can just really spread Mm -hmm. throughout your body. So I found out that it was stage two cancer. And that was the first time I'd ever heard stage two before it was like precancerous or pre-stage one. But this had grown so fast that now it was stage two. I uh, The doctor recommended that I have a consultation with a radiologist and with an oncologist. And I was scared again. I thought, I, I don't know. I, I went to the radiologist appointment uh, on the, and I came away very frightened because for where it would be, it would be very drastic to have radiation there. And I wouldn't eventually be able to well talk or eat or, you know, there, there could be a lot of issues and it's like, I, I, God, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so, (laughs) but I, whatever, whatever. I just had to trust the medical community and trust my doctor. And he processed all the information. I saw the oncologist and he, he didn't think that I needed both radiation and, and, um, the chemo, but that he thought that I, I, would benefit from the radiation. And I was still, that was still not, it didn't settle with my spirit. And um, my husband and I talked about it and we, we prayed about it together. We talked with our doctor and in trusting him and knowing that he was a, you know, a Christian man. And I, I valued his opinion. My trust with him had grown because he had done a beautiful job with the surgery. And, and he said, let's just leave it as it is. And if, if I, you know, if I see any problem, I will go in to see him and we'll go from there. And so that's where my 2020 started. 
I, I really had to seek God's refuge of grace and healing during that time. For me, emotionally, because a diagnosis like that messes with your emotions, messes with your head. Um, especially this was in my head. <laughs> yeah, literally. But uh, yeah, I had to relearn how to talk again. Um, and God is faithful. He has uh, He has given you know given me back my speech. I'm always aware of it because I have scar tissue and on my tongue, and I have things don't taste as good anymore. And some, Mm -hmm. you know, the taste buds have changed and all that. But yeah, that's, you know, kind of, it started out as just, you know, oh, one episode of a story, but over basically 18 years, I had different points of, and I just have to keep going back to the peace of God. Yeah, that's that piece that goes beyond our understanding that the Bible yes. talks about because some people listening might wonder how in the world you can have that peace after talking with doctors that get, you know doctors have a way of laying out all the scenarios because they want us to be informed yes but that also like you said can bring the fear back because yes. we it's that unknown we don't know mm-hmm. So it sounds like you've learned to trust God daily. I've had to, and had to trust him uh, more deeply. I mean, as we grow in our faith, we we begin to trust God when we say yes to accepting um, his grace in our lives, which, you know, which is, to me, the impact of grace in each person's life is when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and his sacrifice for our sin and all that, that that means that we become a new creation in him. And at that point we, we grow, our spirit grows and changes and God can lead us then into being that new creation. And we're, to me, it's continually becoming the new creation until I get to heaven. I'm going to be made over. I'm going to be repurposed many times <laughs> and, uh, you know, in God's will in God, you know, as, as he, um, you know, deals with me. Um, and so, you know, it comes through seeking him, um, trusting in him, trusting when I don't know the unknowns, um, trusting that even, even if I had to have, the chemo and the radiation, trusting that I knew God was going to be there with me. I, mm-hmm. I had to come to that point and release it. And um, so, you know, this, this time, you know, I was that much older. The recovery took longer that, you know, everything was, is longer. And it's like, I, I don't know what's ahead, but I do know who holds my future. And that is the sovereign God who was um, the first and last, the beginning and the end. He sees the beginning. He sees the middle of our story that could that we feel is a mess, but he also sees the end of our story with hope. Yeah, so you've written about the concept of grace impact. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like that book was written a few years ago before this current experience. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to know what the grace impact is. And then also, how has your perspective on it changed since continuing to walk this journey? Sure. Um, that's, you know, I, I keep thinking and drawing upon God's grace. Um, he is the God of all grace. That is one of his names in the Bible. 
And the key verse for the book is, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in God's grace. That's 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And that became the basis for the book that I can see God is able. He is the one that reveals himself to us of all the systems of religion and whatever, however you want, any religion, um, Christianity is the only one where God reaches out to us. Hmm. Okay. And so he is able to uh, make his grace known to us. And then we, we have to just reach out. We have to embrace it. We have to allow his work then in us. And so once we, you know, come to what I call the grace impact that where we have to decide what are we going to do with God's grace in my life? Am I going to believe in God and his grace is sufficient for me, whatever that means, but it's a growth project process all the way through our lives. So the grace impact is the starting point of our faith in, you know, throughout my book. That's, but you know, God sends, you know, his grace. He's a holy God. He lets his holiness be known to us. But then we have to interact with that. What are we going to do? Are we going to shy away from it and say, I don't even know what that is. I don't want to go there. Are we going to say, God, you are so holy. I want to learn more about you and touch my heart and change me to be the person you want me to be. So the the beginning of the grace impact is that, you know, initial, if you would, conversion experience. But then after that, we interact with God's grace so that it's um, we see how he is at work around us. We see how he's at work with in in the mess that we live in. We we see how he sustains us. He, you know, when we didn't think we were going to make it through something, we made it through, and we could look back and say that was God's grace that helped me. Okay, so we're interacting with it. And then we grow in his grace, uh, scripture says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so when we grow, then he transforms us more and changes us more and more um, to become like Christ. We will never be Christ, but we can, our character, our internal nature, our thought patterns, when we, as we grow, we can become more like Christ um, through growing in the fruit of the spirit, for example, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, faithfulness too. That was one. But um, yeah, so we interact with God's grace. He interacts with us. And then we're called to be grace givers, to be a channel of that grace, to let it flow through us, to let us you know, other people out there need God's grace. And if can we be that grace giver so that others can see kindness, you know, that it's not just our kindness, but it's the kindness of God that uh, when we're stirred in, you know, to generosity, it is the grace of God that is stirring us to generosity. When we encourage somebody, um, those, those are all reflections of God's grace to us. So God sends his grace, you know, he, he makes himself known 
through grace. And the first part of my book mm-hmm. looks at God's characters and characteristics of holiness and faithfulness and uh, different aspects so that we can be drawn to. And then we have our own grace impact in ex- moment. And then we can go forward in faith, interacting with God's grace, knowing that he is able to make all grace abound to us. So that in all things, the good times, the bad times, the confusing times, the times when the doctor says it's cancer, mm-hmm. he is with us and you will abound in every good work. So it's not just for us to keep to ourselves, but to share that with other people. Yeah, I love, too, that your last name is Grace uh, well, and yeah. that God has given you a passion for Grace. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's... So it's just like, it, this is not a marketing ploy at no. all. This is truly from your heart. Yes. you. He just put that within you. Nancy's story is inspiring to all of us who are facing something difficult to know that we don't even know the end of the story yet. We know the story as it is today. And so living in this trusting in God's presence and his power and knowing his character, living day by day, and that's what we can learn from listening to Nancy's story. I want to leave all of my listeners with some resources. We've been talking about your book, so let's make sure we talk about the title of it. Okay, It's called The Grace Impact. And where can people find this book? Well, it is available on Amazon. And I am, uh, I'll be absolutely so bold as to say this now that I am going to be working on a Bible study to go along with it. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've taught it as a Bible study. Uh, the book itself, although it is 30 devotionals about God's grace, there are 30 short stories, basically short chapters. A devotional can be like less than 500 words or mm-hmm. 300 words, but these are longer but it, it explains, each chapter explains something about God's nature or God's grace. And then at the end of every chapter, there are questions uh, for you to think about. There are additional scriptures that apply to that. And um, there's a prayer. And so the book itself can be used as a Bible study in itself. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at uh, when I taught it as in a small group, I expanded a lot of um what I studied and have a whole lot more notes that I could put in. So that is uh, an ongoing going to be my project for this year. There I said it. You heard it. (laughs) There you go. We're (laughs) going to hold you accountable. They can also sign up for your Grace Notes newsletter and they will find that at Nancy K. Grace and you have to spell out Nancy's middle name. So it's Nancy K-A-Y grace.com. I will have links to that in the show notes too, for people to find that. I will also link to Nancy's social media platform. Mostly you're on Facebook, right? Facebook, Instagram. Um, okay. Yeah. So we'll make sure we link yeah. up there yes. so that people Twitter, can find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can connect with you, learn more about your story. Also uh, have those personal conversations yeah. with you too. I would love it if, have... if people, you know, have questions, you can Email me at nancy at nancykgrace.com. I would be more than happy to visit with you about taking steps of faith. Yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap up, Nancy, what would you like to leave, the heart of your message that you'd like to leave with each listener today? Just uh, God's grace is like a beautiful diamond 
you know, think of a big diamond, <laughs> really, you know, <laughs> but the light shines on it and you see the prismatic effect. You see prisms bounce off. And it's like, when we look at God's grace, we can learn more about God and we learn something different at this facet of our life. And mm-hmm. then we look at it a different way at a different time in our life. And we see a different facet of his grace. And he is the God of all grace, and he draws us to himself. He wants us to come near to him because he promises he will be near for us. And I praise God. And I thank him that he, he is that. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with my audience today. I've been inspired, and I know they will be too. Well, thank you for having me, Michelle. It's been a real blessing and a joy just to visit with you. Thank you. I invite you to find all of those resources that we just mentioned at michellerayburn.com slash 87. There you will find links to Nancy's resources. You will also find some information about how you can support the show. There's a button called Buy Me a Coffee if you'd like to give a small amount to support the work that I do here on the show. But there's also information there about how I can support you. So there are options for you to have coaching calls, group coaching through a membership, some options that are brand new to Life Repurposed. We also have a Facebook community where you can jump in and join a conversation. That is something where I post something each week and you have that opportunity to interact with others who are on the Life Repurposed journey as well. So I invite you to check all of that out in the show notes. You'll find that and so much more. Please come back next week for another episode. I've enjoyed having you with me today. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.